As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. Says and what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and we decide if they should be tossed into the black void of obscurity or remembered for all of human history. Uh, my name is Steve, and with me is a man who's actually an AI avatar. It's... It's Yahel. Uh, how are you doing, Steve? <laughs> I'm doing well. You're not actually an AI avatar. I went to that website. Those avatars are too expensive for my for my blood. <laughs> um, no, but I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, as I told you uh, before we went live, I'm a little hungover, but uh, it's my mother's fault. Uh, <laughs> You're always blaming your mom for everything. Yeah, well, I wasn't even going to drink last night, but... Uh, had to uh, help her print a 20, 20 files, 20 PDFs. Is, is your mom is making the... a comic book like me? <laughs> no, no. Actually, she's putting my dad in a home. Whoa. But, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is like the, I don't know, like the seventh time I've had to talk to her this week. And I don't like her very much. <laughs> so it's been a difficult week for me uh, well, but, uh, so, so i got real drunk as a result so okay so you earned the that drinking i would say um but uh well i mean good thing uh, you're not the one who's actually uh you know doing the walkthrough for you oh, oh, oh wait you are <laughs> i am i am but thankfully it's a pretty uh short uh thing that we're covering since it's a cartoon so it's you know 20 and minutes it's not like there were and, a lot of twists and turns in the plot of eek the cat well, I mean, a lot happened, but right, uh, right, right. there wasn't a lot of dialogue. No, no, no. Uh, why am I so short on the uh, video? That doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And whatever makes you feel like a big man, Steve. If you want to make me lower than you on the uh, on the obscurity now feed here, that that's <laughs> no. Whatever gets your rocks. No off. one's. Whatever gets your eeks. No, <laughs> no one's lower than us. Like, well, there's me. I'm like one percent higher. And then there's you, and then everyone else is way below. Oh, no, no. I mean, like, the height. The height. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, we should... But it's okay. Why didn't we address this before we started? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's up to you, no. sir. But, uh, no, I, I mean, it's it's totally... Oh, are you giving me the... Uh, I just want people to know I am actually about this much shorter than <laughs> Steve in real life, Oh, too. you're giving me the Tony Schiavone <laughs> treatment over here. Oh, the Bobby the Brain Heenan, how he always said that... Uh, Tony Schiavone had to have his chair taller than everyone else's. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, hey, whatever, whatever gets your, your rocks off, like I said, Steve. But, uh, yeah, should we uh, dive in, Steve? Because I'm kind of curious as to – I know you always ask me, what's your history with whatever, but I'm kind of curious as to your history with Eek the Cat. Oh, well, my history is uh, I'm pretty sure I was there for the premiere of Eek the Cat. Um when uh, it launched, I mean, I was just the right age and really into, I guess, anything they were showing on 
like Fox Kids Network, uh, you know, Saturday morning, because I'm pretty sure that's also around the time when uh, the X-Men um, premiered. And um, yeah, 92. Yeah, and I remember watching the first one and, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I watched uh, quite a few after that because uh, at the time I really enjoyed it. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, I was <laughs> I was super into Eek the Cat. Uh, however, I couldn't tell you outside of the episode, you know, that I watched for, for the show here. I couldn't tell you anything about any other episode. <laughs> uh, I remember nothing. And I was quite surprised <laughs> when I saw this episode. Um, but, you know, it, it is I don't know if you looked at some of the ratings on IMDb, but this is actually one of the lowest rated episodes. I can uh, uh, I can see why. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, but uh why don't we uh, jump into the Obscuratron? We should have watched episode two, Bears in the Hood. <laughs> it's a great title. I mean, they had a lot of great titles great title. for, uh, for some. I mean, you got you, that's what you have to expect from Savage Steve. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's uh, Savage Steve Holland. He's pretty awesome. Uh, we'll get more into him in uh, just a bit. Uh, so shall we dive a little bit deeper into Eek the Cat? Uh yeah, let's 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 get deep inside. Oh Eek. Jesus! Welcome to your feature presentation. All right. Uh, as we were talking about, uh, Eek the Cat. It premiered uh, September eleventh, nineteen ninety-two. Uh, nothing else interesting wow. happened on September 11th uh, ever. This is the most important thing in history. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And funny enough, uh, I have a I have a good friend that was uh, growing up. We're still friends actually. That was born on September 11th. Ouch. Uh, so yeah, that's his birthday. So uh, he <laughs> and I think he would have been like turning uh, probably because it was September 11th happened on 2001. So he probably was turning 21. Ooh. On Man, September 11th. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Poor bastard. Well, we salute you. He woke up that day like, oh, I'm going to have a great uh, 21st birthday. Turns on the news. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and he can't exactly go around on September 11th complaining about how his 21st birthday is ruined. Because that would be insensitive, obviously. But, you know, he kind of has a point at the same time. But ah, He does. He does. Um, but, uh, well, a couple of years before that uh, <clears throat> incident, we had an Eek the Cat premiering. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> incident. <laughs> and it ran for five seasons from 1992 to 1997, uh, 75 episodes in all. And uh, you mentioned uh, Savage Steve uh, before. Uh, I'm just curious. Did, did you see yeah. his uh, any of his uh, feature films, uh, those being Better Off Dead and One Crazy Summer? I haven't watched them, but I've uh, heard of them. Oh, those are uh, certainly yeah, classic kind of uh, screwball 80s comedies. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Better Off Dead is a, is a weird one uh, just because, um, like, the first – like through the first and second act, John Cusack is trying to commit suicide, but he's such a screw up that he fails every single time. Perfect. Perfect. You can't get away with that these days. Um, yeah, I, I did see that he was like a writer on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, the TV show. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, 
which I didn't even know was a thing. Oh, the TV show or the the cartoon? Oh, I remember there being a cartoon, but I don't didn't realize it was a live action TV yeah, show. I didn't realize that or, uh, either. Um, and well, sounds like something to yeah, cover. Sure, that and uh, I guess he didn't do too many other uh, Saturday morning cartoons, but I guess he was the writer and creator behind Incredible Crash Dummies. Remember those? Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, I do. I had a one of my best friends growing up. Jeez, I can't get a can't stop talking about these people today. <laughs> Anyways, he was born on uh, the anniversary of uh, Hiroshima. Okay, uh, you got some weird friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, he was not. But uh, anyways, he was obsessed with crash test dummies. I did not get why. I did not. No, and I mean, I remember the commercials because that's where it started, and uh, I remember thinking they were kind of cool and kind of funny but not enough for an entire like saturday morning cartoon show and like toy line but right what do i know i'm not a uh, marketer yeah. from the 90s apparently not steve but you know hey. however i've got big ideas for our toy line you hell we've got uh let's see, <laughs> um acid bath you hell uh like ah. drugged out you hell hung over you yeah, hell exactly you get. We can do one doll or one figure uh, pre vasectomy, one post vasectomy. <laughs> Snowstorm, you hell. He comes with a snowboard for some reason, even though you don't <laughs> do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, Savage Steve is an uh, interesting fellow. Uh, but uh, moving on, uh, the synopsis. Did you? Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Don't gloss over Savage Steve. Oh. Steve, you're being a little savage, <laughs> uh, if I may. Did you see uh, why? He, his nickname is Savage Because Steve. he uh, kicked a kid in the teeth while playing soccer. Knocked his teeth yeah. out. So, uh, yeah. Can you start referring to me as Savage Steve, please? I, I might. I'm going to call you sexy. <laughs> no, wait. Uh, sexually Savage Steve. That way we can differentiate. Ah, I, you know what? I like it. I, in fact, that sounds like one of the variants of my action figure. Uh, <laughs> sexually savage yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah it, it it played a lot better with the uh test audience than uh sexual assault ooh, so yeah uh, yeah that's um that'll have to be like a mail-in action figure or something for the real yeah. hardcore fans <laughs> uh, am i allowed to read the synopsis now for eat the cat yeah yeah please please go okay. ahead so here's the series synopsis all right it's eek the cat is about a purple cat named eek whose motto is it never hurts to help. This attitude generally gets him into trouble from which much of the humor of the show is derived. Other characters include Eek's human family with whom he cannot communicate via spoken language, Sharky the Shark Dog, his worst nightmare, and Eek's girlfriend, Annabelle. And the episode we are going to watch, which is the very first... I love how they didn't bother introducing any of these people in the first right episode. and i i have a i think the reason why is because this was like since it was the very first episode they just sort of threw this uh together you know for the fox executives or you know just to pitch it or whatever just to give people a very vague general idea of um of eek the cat yeah this does not yeah this does not really from what little i remember of the show it didn't feel like Right, because I remember a lot more interaction between like Eek and other characters. Like the, right. I mean, without I feel like without Sharky the Shark Dog, it's barely a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is clearly like 
unfiltered savage speed, yeah. you know, uh, completely savage. Uh, can you imagine that? Like, I get that, you know, it was his nickname given to him in school, and uh, I'm sure he didn't start calling himself Savage Steve, but he's obviously continued introducing himself to people as Savage Steve, which is such a weird thing to do. If you would see his uh, his other movies, uh, he seems like a just sort of weird kind of fun, surreal kind of guy who would do that. I mean, I've never met him in real life, obviously, but uh, but yeah, his... Those other movies, One Crazy Summer and Better Off Dead, are just so wacky, like just coke-fueled yeah. 80s fun that you'd be like, yeah, this is the kind of guy who would introduce himself as Savage Steve. And, and you know, it could, yeah, and, it, and in all fairness to uh, Mr. Savage, uh, he it could be worse. Like, he could be like Vin Diesel, who, for those that don't know, uh, Vin Diesel's name, real name is not Vin <gasps> Diesel. What? Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his real name. Do you know his real name? I've heard it before, but I can't think of it at the moment. Mark Sinclair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like, I get changing your your name if you want to be like a, especially if you want to be like an action movie mm-hmm. star, and your name's your real name's Mark Sinclair. I totally get changing it. Yeah, uh, it's very common to change your name. Like, if you're an actor, or, I'm, or like, look at just if you're in Hollywood, look at John um, Holmes. Oh my God, the guy from The Daily Show, John Stewart. Uh-huh. Uh, his real name is like John Lebowitz or something, uh, I think. Uh, so, you know, I totally get it. But man, what the audacity to tell your friends, family, people in your life. Hey, man, don't call me Mark. Anymore. Oh, that's call me well, that's like going from Gordon to like, hey, fellas, you call me Sting. Like that, that's Sting's <laughs> real name. <laughs> and of course, let's not forget and, the well, most famous one of all. Maybe not famous, but maybe to you and I, uh, Billy Gunn's real name. Oh, yeah. Kip Sop. Kip Monty Sop. I think or Monty Kip Sop. That's right. That's like he, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I get him changing his name. That is like, a weird Funny name. enough, his, yeah, it's fucking mm-hmm. weird. And his real name, you know, Billy Gunn's real name actually sounds like a wrestling name, like a wrestling right. name. But like a terrible Yeah, yeah, a jobber, <laughs> like for his entire career. Uh, yeah, but uh, but b- back to Mr. Vin over here. So like, not only Steve is he like, yeah, call me Vin, but also I have a new fake last name <laughs> as well. Right, <laughs> Why? Right. Number one would be my thing if I'm his friend. But I and okay, Vin, what's your new last name? Diesel. <laughs> so you want me to call you Vin Diesel, Mark? Yeah, I mean if you okay came to me and asked me to refer to you as that, I would be very disappointed. Very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the synopsis for the episode we're going to watch, it's titled Miserique. I guess it's a take on misery. Uh, Eek realizes he doesn't get much attention from his family. So he sets out to find a new owner. Eventually he ends up with an old lady who mistakes him for her own cat, Mittens. The lady seems very kind, but her eyesight problem causes several other problems. And uh, this uh, episode was directed by John Halfpenny. They couldn't afford John Fullpenny. They had to go with this guy. But, uh, <laughs> but he's, uh, he seemed like the guy for the job. He directed, prior to this, 73 episodes of the Beetlejuice cartoon. Um, and it currently... A lot of episodes. Yeah. 
He uh, currently worked on um, Super Y. I think that show is still going. It's like a kid's show. And this was random. Have you ever heard of the, it's like a Canadian animated film that came out, I guess, late 70s, early 80s, sort of along the lines of like heavy metal. It's called Rock and Rule. Have you ever heard of that? No. Well, he was a voice in that. And I think that might be a movie worth um, covering as well someday. Now, the, the writers of this episode, who are also the creators of Eek the Cat, are uh, the aforementioned Savage Steve Holland, and uh, we pretty much already talked about him enough, and uh, Bill Cop, and he wrote Tom and Jerry Blast Off to Mars, Tasmania, another great show, uh, Incredible Crash Dummies, and one episode of Tales from the Crypt, uh, mm. and uh, some... The production companies included are uh, Fox Children's Productions, Nalvana, and Savage Studios. See, he's, he's keeping, he knows his brand. He knows his brand. Yeah. So uh, who were some of the voice actors in this? Kind of star-studded, it seems like. Yeah, surprisingly star-studded. You know what's funny is I hadn't even bothered looking at the cast mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, it's only going to have a couple people. I'm sure they're like nobodies. <laughs> Well, <laughs> joke's on me. Uh, by the way, we have Smoke Monster in the chat here. He said that he had forgotten about the Beetlejuice cartoon, which I don't think I ever watched it. I'm not really a big Beetlejuice fan. Eh, it was okay. Uh, I was. Uh, I saw an episode or two. It was okay. I'm, I'm not really a fan of the movie. Oh, no. Like, I don't... Hmm. Oh. Yeah. It seems like it'd be up my like alley. but grounds for dismissal. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyways, uh, voicing Bill the Cat, we have uh, Bill Cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, K-O-P-P. Um, he is, looks like mostly a writer. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he wrote on Tom and Jerry, uh, but looks like, um, video, like a short maybe. Maybe it was like a directed video thing. Uh, but yeah, he also wrote, uh, uh, an episode of Tales from the Crypt, uh, which I think you already mentioned. Then we have Charlie Adler, who we've seen many times, I feel like, at this mm-hmm. point, uh, on our podcast. Uh, I think he's most probably well known for uh, Starscream in uh, Transformers. Um, I don't think this guy had any Star Trek. Uh, did he? I feel like maybe he does. Yes, that's right. He was on Star Trek Online. <laughs> of course, of course. Are there... <laughs> that's got to be the only All right, one. I'll go ahead and run it then. Here we go. Ah, oh no. We just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah. Um, did you hear about the people who were in line, um, to be the voice of Eek the Cat? If I could jump back real quick. No. All right. It was, uh, originally being considered were one Gene Wilder, John Lovitz, and Steve Martin. And eventually the role went to co-creator Bill Cop. So he was just like... You guys are pretty good, but I'm going to go ahead and give myself the job. <laughs> you're okay, John Lovitz and Gene Wilder, but let's face it, you're no BK. Yeah. This is a job for me, Bill Cop. And then he turns on like a siren sound. Right, right. And like, the, like, uh, and the voice of Eek the Cat was based off of a, um, a voice he used to do when he was uh, younger or something uh, with his siblings. Um, so, yeah, just a fun fact I thought I'd throw in there. Uh, continue. Uh, well, then we have Elizabeth Daly. She uh, is the voice of Wendy Elizabeth, who I think is like uh, 
one of the kids, yeah. like one of Eek's owners. Yep. Um, anyways, she's done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Powerpuff Girls. She's Tommy Pickles and Rugrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a shit ton of credits. Still very active. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for her. Uh, <laughs> then we have Big Adventure. Sorry, your favorite yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, I love Pee-wee. Uh Then we have Tawny Katane, yeah. who I did not expect to see. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, Tawny Katane was kind of like... Uh, 80s. In the 80s and girl. 90s. Yeah. and Yeah, yeah. She was like the hot, quote-unquote, it girl. Uh, she was in Bachelor Party. Like Van Halen um, music video which... or something? Yeah, I think so. Like She's on the roof of the car, yeah. right? <laughs> no, it was, it was, or was it a death? Le- no, it was White Snake. What's that? Uh, here I, I think it was White Snake. Here I go again on oh, my own. Oh, that's what it is. Here I go again <laughs> on my own. As as sung by the guy from Creed. All right, good job. <laughs> Going down the only road I've ever known. All right. Brilliant. Uh, anyways, sorry, sorry about that chat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was also uh, in three episodes of Hercules: The Legendary Journeys, which we really gotta, we specifically need to cover the episode where he yells disappointed. Yeah, for I sure. Think. Uh, anyway, she was also, she was also like in some other Hercules stuff, but, uh, moving right along, we've got Brad fucking Garrett. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, anyways, Brad Garrett, it just says additional voices and he did a lot of cartoons, uh, in the Mm nineties. So I guess it shouldn't be too surprising to see him because we've seen him in other stuff. Um, Brad Garrett, I could have sworn wasn't Star Trek, but he he was Hmm. not. I, I don't know why I thought that, but. Anyways, Brad Garrett, he's been a bunch of stuff. Probably people know him from King of Queens, a terrible show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, no, 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 not King of Queens. Uh, is that what he's? Um, I got to be honest, I don't know a lot about Brad Garrett. Wasn't he like in a terrible sitcom, Ray Romano? Everybody loves Raymond. That's what uh. it is. Uh, anyways, it's a terrible show. <laughs> uh, not funny. Neither is King of Queens. No. Uh, then we've got... Dan Castanella, who uh, is probably best known for Homer on The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you had a, re- re- a raging sexual... Oh, I was, I was simping for Dan Castanella. yes. Yes, uh, yeah, I'm sure you were sexually savaging yourself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, that's mostly what he's known for. Uh, he's done a couple other things here and there, but... And that's pretty much the cast that I thought was important, uh, unless... You want to talk about anybody yes, else here? Yes, we can't not mention, even though I don't think he didn't have a big role and I couldn't really figure out what or who he was the voice of in this episode because it just says additional voices. Are you familiar with the work of one Cam Clark? No. Oh, yes, you are, because he's the voice of uh, original Leonardo and also uh, Liquid Snake from the Metal Gear series. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah I, I did not know that. I do remember watching you play uh, Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation 3 back in the day when we were training to become professional wrestlers. And look at <laughs> yeah. us, Steve. We made yeah, it. We, we sure did. I mean, other people, they, you know, they might be wrestlers and podcasters, but we're 100% podcasters. <laughs> I don't know what that yeah. means. Well, hey, our, our good friend and somewhat co-wrestling trainee, Pate, a.k.a. Tamatanga mm-hmm. in uh, New Japan. He just had a big victory over the weekend at Wrestle Kingdom 17. Uh, won the, I think, the Neverweight uh, Championship from Carl. Wow. Uh, Good for him. One of the uh, 
guy. So I can't remember his last name, but whatever. Who cares? <laughs> He's doing great yeah. and good for him. All right. I think that's enough for the, the cast. Um, so why don't you take us through the this amazement? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? It's funny that I didn't mention Cam because he's been in like uh three star trek video games i, I but, figured he's he's uh, one of those guys who's everywhere yeah anyways uh, what are we doing now going over yeah, the, the walkthrough <laughs> <laughs> what's happening uh yeah so i'll be taking care of the walkthrough and uh we open on eek the cat he's he's sleeping he's dreaming he's licking his lips we see that his did you had something to, to add already? Um, well, I just, uh, we can't forget about... Oh, I know. I know what you yes. want to talk about. The, the theme song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it opens with the theme song. Uh, how would you describe this song? Uh, I think it's pretty badass. Um, it is almost a metal rift. Um, or, yeah. And um, it is good. I mean, of course, it starts out with that sort of cheesy superhero music because it shows um eek like as a superhero and um i guess the idea is that you think you're gonna get like kind of a mighty mouse kind of show or something but then quickly eek starts to be uh, abused by the world <laughs> that savage steve created. right right uh and then the riff kicks in and it's awesome uh written by uh, or composed by Nathan Wang, who went on to compose many adult films. Uh, I made that up. Maybe it's true. I don't know. And I mean, just uh, right off the bat, watching the opening, I was like, wow, look at all like the Looney Tunes style, like cartoon violence. I really miss this stuff. Like, what were, what was your thoughts? Um, on the theme, uh, it's, it's fine. It's okay. Very 90s. Too. For some reason, I remember this having like a, uh, a more traditional song with like lyrics. I think the only lyric is just eek. Yeah, it's uh, possible. I don't know what the other one sounds like, but when they changed the title of Eek the Cat to Eek Stravaganza, they had another theme that was written by D. Snyder uh, from Twisted Sister. Oh. Uh, so I don't know. That one might have more lyrics. Uh, it's just. Uh, we're, it's just the song, we're not going to take it, but it's yeah. Eek's not going to take it, but it's the same song. Because he's a real talented and, guy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Just with D. Snyder like, yelling Eek over the original recording. Right. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, I thought it was an awesome opening, and I really liked uh, the theme song. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. It was very 90s, too. Very, very. Kind very. of a theme song. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. It, it was good. I don't know if it really – I wouldn't say it fits the show per se the the music but uh it is kind of like zany and wacky mm-hmm. so I, I guess it's uh, it's all right yeah. um all right so after the theme song we open up on eek dreaming uh we see that we go into his dream and we see that it's fixed like a fantasy world where everything is made out of giant mm-hmm. food see like stacks of burgers a big turkey all kinds of stuff uh he's trying to eat this stuff and basically like this whole episode is basically eek trying to eat yes food. yes yes it is Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some like flying sardine cans they have. So basically, like I guess these are supposed to be like bugs, <laughs> like. But instead, so they have like wings, like a mosquito might, mm-hmm. but uh, the body is a can of sardines. Anyways, he jumps up to try to eat it, uh, and he suddenly wakes up midair in real life. I guess he like jumped up, and I guess he like jumped out of his own house <laughs> uh, or something. I don't know, man. There's a lot of stuff you just kind of got to go right. with. Yeah, this is the start uh, of. Um... Like, as I said before, a lot of, uh, 
you know, Looney Tunes style uh, cartoon violence. It's almost like an itchy and scratchy cartoon, uh, Eek the Cat is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a pretty good description. Um, then we see, or uh, he looks, Eek looks through the window. He sees a couple of kids eating cereal. I guess these are, these are his owners or the kids of the owners. Uh, the kids are like eating. Uh, there's a funny cereal commercial uh, too that, that we yeah. hear where I, the, the tagline is something like the cereal that pops in your yeah, head, and, and not in the your guy's hand. Head explodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The kids are like eating. I think they were eating like cereal, mm. sweets, like donuts, and then spaghetti. <laughs> I this is quite the meal uh, being had here. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sure these kids are gonna die of a heart attack sooner right. than later. But um, we see that Eek tries to get their attention, to get them to feed him some food. But they're like, it's a combination of the kids don't get what he's asking for slash they don't yeah, care, I, think I guess. It's a combination of them being stupid and neglectful. Yes, yes. Uh, anyways, Eek, uh, or excuse me, one of the meatballs falls off the plate and it starts rolling. You know how meatballs are very bouncy <laughs> and rolly in real life. Of course. Um, Anyways, he tries to get them, uh, excuse me, he tries to go after the meatball. It goes out a window. He jumps out the window after it, and, like, he kind of catches it, but his tail's, like, in the window, and the window just, like, randomly closes on his tail. He screams, and then we go to commercial yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, the classic. Uh, weird, weird commercial break. Right, the classic eek uh, scream that you're going to hear a lot in this episode. Um, I'm surprised it, uh, I mean, I guess we should wait to get a little further but like it's a long time before we hear eek like actually talk um which uh, yeah very strange choice but again i think you're dead on that this was probably meant as a pilot or proof of concept kind of thing because uh, man this is not again not that i remember it well but this is i don't feel like this is what it was like at right all. right i feel the same way um moving on we see that eek is trying to chase the meatball or he is chasing the meatball down the street he, like, stops at, like, this, like, crossing and says, oh, you got to look both ways before crossing. Mm -hmm. You never know when a car might hit you or you might get hit by a car. And then what comes down the road? A car? No, a plane. <laughs> uh, and it's, not, it's like driving down the road. Anyways, it blows out some that windows. Was, I mean, it's kind of funny. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate, like, the absurdity mm -hmm. of it. Um Anyways, Eek, like, had jumped into, uh, like, one of those blue mail bins mm -hmm. to uh, protect himself. Uh, he ends up, uh, the meatball, rather, somehow ends up, like, on a football. <laughs> like, there's a football, like, on the on the tee about to get kicked mm -hmm. off. The meatball ends on top of it. Uh, Eek, like, grabs the the meatball, but then a football player comes and, like, kicks the ball, <laughs> which also kicks Eek. Right. Um, and it, it kicks him into like a, a tree, mm -hmm. um, at this tree, there's some baby birds that are hatching. He says something like, congratulations on being born. Right. right. <laughs> so these birds, that means their birthday is also on 9-11. <laughs> wow. Just like to point that out. Way to bring it back. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. yeah. The birds fall out the tree. Um, I think they were trying to fly. I don't remember exactly. Uh, I was taking notes while watching this. Eek somehow has like a catcher's mitt mm -hmm. or something. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, him the... just bringing stuff out of midair, which is kind of classic Looney Tunes. Yeah, it's very Looney Tunes-ish. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, he catches the birds. They're nice and safe. But then a big bird comes and grabs Eek and 
starts flying him. Uh, so the bird drops Eek off at a like a dump. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty funny. Like one of the uh, canisters, it, well, there's like signs that there's like toxic waste there. I don't know exactly what this is supposed to be, to be mm-hmm. honest. But uh, one of the canisters said broken glass, and it was just like a dumpst- uh, a canister full of broken <laughs> glass, which is so random. Right, right, right. I thought he was going to get dumped into that, but he does not. They do a, they do a um, good job subverting your expectations with these gags. They really do. Uh, Eek somehow ends up in a neighborhood again. I didn't really see how. I guess he just walked right. to it, but he sees, uh, oh, we see an old lady who's smothering her cat, who we find out is named Mittens. Uh, and uh, the cat is just like over being smothered. Mitten, like she lets him out for the day basically she's like yeah go have a good time but come back for supper or whatever uh eek and mitten start talking to each other and eek's like oh it must be great to be so loved mm-hmm. and, and well fed and mittens is like oh what the fuck are you talking about this is awful <laughs> mittens is great all right that's dan castanoletta and he sounds like i don't know a deranged vietnam vet for some reason <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe I got too. And he's like, uh, like this cat seen something. Yeah, things. he's like, oh man, you know, if you wanna, why don't you go? I'm, I'm tired of here. I'm out of here, man. I'm out of here. Like it was, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Really random. You know, it would have been pretty good if John Lovitz had voice mittens, though. <sighs> yeah, I mean, e- either or. Yeah, that would work too. Yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah. But Dan does a great mm-hmm. job for sure. Uh, so yeah, Mins is like, uh, if you think it's so great, why don't you take my right. place? He's like, sure. Uh, so Eek goes into the house. This old lady is blind, so she like can't really like tell it's a different cat. <laughs> Do you remember this like same sort of trope or cliche, if you will, from another '90s animated show that we watched? Uh, one where no. a live-action Nicole Eggert got felt up by two middle-aged men with food. Uh, that so somebody in the cartoon is blind, man. I don't even remember. Oh, it was the Super Mario one where, um, and no, I mean, I know it's yeah, Super Toad, Mario, man, but you're saying in the cartoon, somebody Toad got picked up by the, um, you know, Birdo. Oh, that's right, by yeah, Birdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> that's right. Oh, uh, man. Uh, anyway, so the old lady's basically like Mr. McGrew, right, basically. It's, it's her character. She's gonna get herself into the same kind of situation as Mr. McGrew mm-hmm. does. In fact, it's a, it's a pretty blatant sure. ripoff, Mr. McGee. Sure. Um, anyways, uh, so she's like, puts him at the table and she's like, okay, but before you eat your pie or whatever, uh, we need to get you cleaned up. So she goes to give him a bath, which isn't something you usually need to do for a cat, but whatever. Uh, instead, so she, instead of putting, I think the idea is like she was going to bathe him in the sink, mm-hmm. but because she's blind and said she puts him in a pot. And instead of turning the faucet on, she turns the uh, the, the the oven mm-hmm. on, or the stovetop on, I should say. And uh, Eek starts to get w- hot, but he doesn't jump <laughs> out. And then it's just kind of ignored. Um, whatever. But uh, she goes to put water in the pot. She's like, oh, I guess the water's turned off. I'll get some water from the fridge. But she, I can't remember what she grabs instead, but she ends up putting butter on him instead of soap. Yeah, her weird um, justification of things is, I mean, so stupid. She has dementia. <laughs> yeah, she must. But can we talk about uh, her voice, which is um, done by Charlie Adler? Uh, do you think that she even sounds like a woman? <laughs> not, not particularly. And the sad thing, all right, 
first off, I find the voice very uh, grating, and I've heard it before. Yes. Charlie has... And she talks the most. Yeah, yeah tell me about it. And Charlie did the exact same voice on an episode of Mighty Max, but instead of playing an old woman, it was like an annoying like kid in Mighty Max's class that uh, Mighty Max did not want to hang out with. I never wanted to hear that voice again in my entire adult life, you hell. And here we are. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I did not expect I've that. I've seen some shit, uh, man. I, I I've seen some shit. The, uh, the anger in your voice. Um <laughs> So she, you know, finishes giving him this weird bath uh, and goes to dry him. And the like hair dryer is so powerful. It starts blowing eek away. He grabs onto a uh, like a drawer. The drawer is full of knives. The drawer opens up and the knives come somehow fly after him. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> he doesn't get hurt. So I guess it's fine. Yeah. Um Anyways, uh, the phone rings. The old lady goes to answer it, and stuff starts falling. These, like, porcelain cats uh, that are on a shelf next to the phone start falling off. Uh, Eek sees that she has a knitting championship trophy at the top of the shelf, and this trophy is a giant anvil for some reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, was, it, wait, uh, it was just an anvil with, like, two knitting things on top of it, knitting needles on top of it. Right. Yeah. And it just like sat, had written on the Anvil knitting right, championship right. or something. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it starts to like uh, teeter. It looks like it's about to fall on her. Eek, uh, true to his motto of helping. Uh, the funny thing is like Eek says it never hurts to help. But in Eek's case, it literally always hurts him yeah. to help, which I guess is the uh, yeah, joke. Yeah, that is the joke I was reading. He's supposed to be like a... Um... Almost like um, kind of an answer to uh, kids groups who, you know, always want like a, you know, a helpful like cartoon character or something. And uh, I guess yeah. it's their way of like mocking them that whenever he tries to help, he yeah. gets <laughs> destroyed by the world, basically. Exactly. Um, anyways, so he like saves her, but the anvil falls on Eek mm -hmm. instead. Um, the... Uh, Old lady, I can't even remember why, but I oh, I guess she says like Eek, you don't look so good. I'm gonna take you to the mm -hmm. vet. I don't. I guess oh, that was the reason I didn't he, um, really catch why. She... He got like soap or something in his mouth, so she thought that he had rabies. Oh, yeah. okay. There we go. Um, she puts him in the car to go to the vet on the back seat. She nearly runs several people over as she's <laughs> driving. You see them like fleeing and running away. Uh, we see a couple of cops in their car eating donuts and having coffee, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> like he literally has like the carafe. I don't know how it's from carafe of like coffee right. and he's like pouring it into a mm -hmm. cup. Uh, anyways, they start chasing after the lady. Um, she doesn't notice, uh, the cops end up like flying into a factory and hitting like this, like big vat of like, uh, nitroglycerin mm -hmm. that dumps on their car. Uh, then they back into a gumball machine also in the factory and the combination of all these things causes a very minor explosion. Mm -hmm. Uh, the car is fine. The cops just have soot over them. Uh, and they say, no, no yeah, they, what is it that they say? That they're going to call for an aerial strike and then they disintegrate. <laughs> what, uh, it must've been, uh, Looking down at my uh, my laptop at the time because I didn't see the yeah, disintegrate. They, That's kind of funny. 
So they die. Yeah, they, they die. were covered in soot, as you said. They delivered that line and then die. Yes. <laughs> wow. Dark. Yep. Um. Anyway, so then we see like this helicopter, and we see like its targeting thing, reticle, mm -hmm. which is a skull and crossbones, and I guess this helicopter is going to shoot a missile. Uh, <laughs> At the old lady, which is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyways, um, the uh, helicopter is about to shoot her. And the lady, like, accidentally releases the trunk to her mm -hmm. car and well, she, instead of, like, turning the radio on. Anyways, she had, like, a hook in the trunk of her car and it, like, somehow flies up and latches onto the helicopter. And now she's dragging the helicopter as she's going into a tunnel. And the helicopter is about to crash into the tunnel wall. <laughs> Eek realizes this and he releases the hook, but in doing so, he's like still holding onto the rope and now he's getting dragged by the helicopter, much like the bird was doing earlier. So they're kind of reusing the Straight same gag Mission already. Impossible, part one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This must have been the inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, while Eek's holding onto the rope, he like gets flown through like a bee farm, a chicken coop. Uh, eventually, he ends up going through like the top of a circus mm -hmm. tent. And ends up grabbing onto a trapeze. As a trapeze is like swinging back and forth, he like tries to eat food from like one of the vendors at the circus. Uh, doesn't succeed. <laughs> he ends up. By the way, the meatball is is gone. The meatball is out of the equation. Right, right. But I I thought uh, it was funny though when he was on the uh, the trapeze, it would swing one way, and there's food like to the left, and you think he's going to get that. Nope. And then it swings back to the other, and there's food on the other side, and you think he's going to get that. Nope. God hates Eek the Cat. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where was I here? He ends up in, I think it was the cannon at the mm -hmm. circus, and uh, he gets shot out of it. He goes uh, through the circus tent once again and into the lady's back seat. He crashes through <laughs> it. So hell of a shot yeah. uh, from the cannon. Um so the lady is like, uh, oh, we're here at the vets. She, she misreads the sign, and she thinks it says, like, it's the vet's office, but I think it was, it was saying stuff like, oh, don't open, don't go in here, danger, right. you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, turns out we're at some kind of zoo slash animal uh, theme park yeah, kind of yeah. place. Bush Gardens, Bush Gardens, Tampa. <laughs> yeah, basically. The lady puts Eek in a cage. You know, she thinks it's like a waiting area. It's a cage full of like tigers and lions and that kind of stuff. So Eek is scared. Uh, Eek ends up getting out of the cage and he ends up in a petting zoo. Um, they, were they animals? I couldn't tell if the audio was just like bad. And I was I couldn't understand what the animals were saying. Were, were they speaking yeah. English or just making no, sounds? No, they were saying, pet me, pet me. It was so creepy. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, they were the, wow. the weirdest like petting zoo animals you could you could imagine. And that makes sense because like Eek, I guess, pets the porcupine. Right? Yeah, they they ask quills. and he's like, and they don't even show it. They come back and he's got needles all over his paw. Pretty pretty funny gag. Yeah, pretty funny gag. Um, well, we see the lady walk uh, to a door that also says like, "Hey, don't open, get out of here," you know that kind of stuff. Of course, she opens it, and a bunch of zoo animals escape <laughs> uh, as a result. Um, where was I here? Uh, the lady, uh, then we cut back to the petting zoo, and that's where we see the quill gag. Uh, the lady walks past a sign that says it's like a giant arrow, and it says, deadly animals this way. 
<laughs> which I don't know. I just thought that, that was funny. funny that they would. Uh, I would love it if next time I went to Bush Gardens, there were just signs that said, you know, deadly yeah, animals. Yeah, just ask uh, one of the workers there. Hey, can you direct me to the deadly animals, please? You know, I ended up going to Bush Gardens randomly like a couple of months mm-hmm. ago, and that place is like dying. It was like oh dead. wait, because no one was there or what? Yeah, there was hardly well. I mean, there. It's I mean, like the off season. I mean, I hope it's not dying, but 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 I mean, like it was crazy. Like so many stands were like just closed. Wow. Hmm. That's odd. Uh, there was barely any any like food stands. Um, yeah, it was really really hmm. weird. Uh, it, it was kind of like visiting. Do you remember University Mall <laughs> and how dead it got? It was like, oh, that. oh man, well that's uh, pretty depressing news. Uh, let's <laughs> and, fu- and yeah, and I just got an email from Bush Gardens today uh, offering like, a, which I don't think they've done this for a while. Maybe I'm wrong. Like the whole like you know, buy a day you get the whole year. Oh yeah, kind of pass. Yeah, I don't think they've yeah. done that in a, in a while. Well, so. I hope they don't close down till I get a chance to go back. Uh. Sure. Uh, hopefully they still have things yeah, open. Yeah, let's hope. Um, all right. Anyway, sorry about that sidebar, everyone. People are like, Bush Garden, what the, what's that? <laughs> Anyways, so um, the lady uh, still walking around the zoo thing. She sees a sign that's that says, like, poisonous bugs, and she, like, thinks it's, like, a sign that says, you know, to come in this way or something. I can't remember what mm-hmm. she said. Um, but she walks into the bug hut, as it's labeled. And it's like poisonous right, bugs, basically, right. uh, is the idea. Uh, she Eek sees that she's walking to this poisonous thing, so she walks in there to, again, try and save her. She sees that no one is in there. She says, well, uh, no sense in wasting electricity, and she shuts off the lights, which makes the bugs attack Eek, because <laughs> I guess they're all like night bugs. Right. He runs out of there and ends up like in a giant uh, pool and where there's like a aquatic sports show going on Mm -hmm. or whatever for the park guests um he somehow ends up like uh on on this diving board hanging from it there's a mule already there it says diving mule uh because of eek's additional weight the diving board breaks the mule and eek start falling and the mule has like (laughs) has something on its back and the mule says don't worry i've got something that'll save us and it's a parachute Opens the parachute, but then Eek just like falls off the mule. I just like to uh, uh, yeah, and include that for some reason, the mule sounded like Elvis. Yeah, thank you. I forgot <laughs> about that. So Eek's about to fall into something. I think something's on fire. Uh, but anyways, he gets saved by a friendly dolphin. Uh, this dolphin ends up, uh, you know, getting Eek out of the pool. Uh, then we see that the lady walks up to a sign that says ring bell to feed man eating whale. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you, you gotta have so that. I, I've seen that sign at SeaWorld many times, many times. Yeah. So she thinks it says like ring bell for vet right. or something. So she rings it. The whale swallows her whole similar to Jonas <laughs> in the Bible. Nice. Uh, I love when you bring up the Bible. And it, you know, as and as absurd as her situation here is inside the whale, it's less absurd than the story Jonah of and Jonah the whale, in the Bible. Yeah. I think it's Jonah, not Jonas. Yeah. I've, been, I've been watching uh, Dark on Netflix. Great show, <laughs> by the way. And there's a character on there called Jonas. Ah, so gotcha. I'm just having on the brain. But uh, anyways, so the lady, uh, so Eek sees this. He goes underwater to find the whale, goes inside the whale, 
And uh, inside the whale, like the whale's like inside is huge, mm-hmm. basically. There's like a grand piano hanging from the whale's insides from somewhere. And it's like on a rope and it's like the rope's breaking. So it's about to fall on her. Eek sees this, gets her out of the way. However, then the grand piano falls on him instead. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff like inside the whale. Like there's like a skateboard. <laughs> I can't remember. There's some other stuff. But uh, then, like, eat, the lady sees, like, this giant set of stairs. Like, these stairs look like it would go up, like, ten stories or mm-hmm. something. So she gets out. It leads to its blowhole. Eek goes up the stairs, out the blowhole as well. Um, and then a uh, the lady starts walking over a bridge that's broken. And this is a bridge that's over, like, a bunch of, like, snakes, like a snake pit kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Eek runs in front of her. And straddles himself over the missing boards on the bridge so that she can walk safely. Then, of course, Eek falls into the pit. And a zoo worker uh, saves Eek before he can get eaten. The zoo worker says, hey, that's no place for a cat. Uh, there's a nice lady that's been looking for you. Hands, hands Eek over to the old lady. Right. And uh, he says something. I can't remember. She said something about him being sick. And he goes, oh, he looks fine to me. The old lady thinks this is like a right, vet. Right, right. And, she, and she's like, that's oh, enough for better her. Now. Yep. Yep. She's like, <laughs> great. Uh, so she goes to take him home to eat, sits him down um, at the table. He's all ready to eat. But then Eek hears the doorbell ring like a moron, like a moron. He answers it without having. Well, any that's food. because the lady asked him to. And let's just say, you know, oh, it wasn't. She? Yeah, it wasn't just like, you know, cat food in front of him. They had a full like full course meal like laid out in front of. Yeah, him. like a, like a giant Thanksgiving yeah, dinner. Exactly. Basically. And then and yeah, right when he's about to take a, a bite, um, the doorbell rings. Um, the lady asks him to go get it. And of course, since uh, I guess you could say Eek is a real uh, people pleaser. <laughs> He goes and answers it, and it's mittens from before. Yes. Uh, anyways, so mittens is like, oh, you were right. Oh, it's a jungle out there. You know, you really got to appreciate what you have at home. And he's like shaking Eek's hand. And as they're, he's shaking, like Eek and him are kind of like turning each other around where now Eek is out the mm-hmm. door. And Mittens is inside, and Mittens says something like, oh, I hope you enjoyed the food, and blah, 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 and yada, yada. Bye, basically, you know. And then Mittens uh, goes in, and he ends up eating uh, the food, and Eek sees this, and he's very oh, yeah. sad about at it. This, but as at this walk- point, uh, were, I mean, at any point, were you actually starting to feel bad for Eek? No. He needs to lose weight. He's, he's fat <laughs> as hell. Wow. Eek reminds me a little bit of one of my cats, Starbucks. <laughs> She would eat all day if she if she was allowed to. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, we see what kind of relationship we I mean, have she's with your cats. Oh, no, she. Would, I. I mean, I have food out for her all day, <laughs> but she's constantly trying to get people to. Uh, she prefers to be pet while she. Yeah, but eats. do you, so. What she'll do, do is your cats like try to help people, and then the world screws them over in the end. At every turn. No. Uh, no, they only try to help themselves. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, Eek, as he's walking away, he's talking to himself. He says, uh, you know what? Mittens is right. I should be grateful for my home, my family, blah, blah, blah. Then Eek sees that there's a bunch of missing cat posters Mm -hmm. for Eek. Uh, there's banners everywhere. Eek, come home. We miss you. Blah, blah, blah. It's the kind of stuff it says on there. They're even offering a reward for Eek the cat. How long has he been gone? Yeah, I know. It's, like, it feels like it's just been like 20 minutes because 
and they they well because that's the length of the episode <laughs> and uh they just crammed so many like gags into that uh into that 22 minutes that um yeah they just sort of flew by yeah so anyways eek's very touched and happy to see this uh his family he's walking home there's a giant come home banner on the on the house uh, his family left a bunch of food out in the f- outside for Eek in front of the door. Eek starts scarfing it down. One of the kids opens the um, the uh, door, sees Eek. She's very happy, uh, grabs Eek, brings him inside. Then Mittens walks out, and he's, like, trying to give Eek something. Looking for Eek to give him something to eat. I can't remember, like, a dessert. Right. Or, I can't remember what he called it. But he's, like, mad that Eek isn't around. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you try to do something nice for someone, and... It's kind of like the Rodney Dangerfield. Like, oh, you get no respect. Yeah, I think they just wanted to have like one last kind of eye roll, kind of uh, I don't know, joke to end the um, to just to end the episode on, basically. And so, yeah, and then yeah, because like Mitten says that he turns around, and then the animals that escaped the zoo earlier as a result of the old lady opening that door, run him over. Yeah, so, I mean, at least Mittens got his comeuppance in the end. (laughs) Take that, Mittens. I mean, what did Mittens do wrong? Well, I mean, he... He he, he tried to, like, get Eek to, like, eat his food, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Eek just was unsuccessful, but, you know, what did Mittens do wrong? So, uh, well, Mittens came back and he robbed um, Eek of his um, prize for enduring the uh the old lady for 20 minutes but mittens is under the impression that eek has already gotten to eat all day yeah i guess it's not his fault i mean they i think they were trying to make him into a a, a bit of a villain at the end since there wasn't one and they had... i don't know any anytime i mean you're probably right but anytime i see a cynical character on tv i'm like that's not the villain that's the hero i can relate to that <laughs> i'm sure you yell that at your cats like every 15 minutes I'm the hero. Yeah. But, but yeah, that was uh, the debut episode of Eek the Cat. Uh, what, 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 were, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, uh, let me, uh, let me run the bumper, old chum, and then we'll dive right in. Let's see where it is here. All right. So I, uh, much like yourself, I was taken aback by this episode because I remember there being like a lot more talking uh, and a lot more interacting with other characters. I think um, without his girlfriend and Sharky the Shark Dog, uh, I mean, it's really just a sort of series of random events that uh, definitely did uh, make me chuckle. And I could see how when, you know, this was pitched at uh, the beginning of the 90s, this probably felt um, pretty fresh and, you know, with the 90s toot and the, all the in-your-faceness of it all. Um, and even though I would say it's not the best representation of Eek the Cat as a whole, uh, I still enjoyed it. I liked the, um, as I said, the randomness, the the cartoon, the Looney Tunes-esque cartoon violence. And, of course, uh, Eek, Eek yeah. himself. Uh, unlike yourself, I started to feel bad for Eek after a while just because the world was just totally uh beating him down and uh i mean i was actually wondering because you know a lot of stuff in the 90s can come off very can be very sarcastic and cynical and i was just like hmm, is this gonna have a 
happy ending like what's gonna how are they gonna end this yeah and and it ended on a on a pretty positive note uh so i say uh it definitely deserves to be remembered especially since i mean eek as a whole is uh is a fantastic cartoon uh so there's no way i could trash the pilot uh how about yourself yeah i uh i wasn't i didn't enjoy this as much as you did uh in fact i would say i was pretty bored throughout a lot of it uh, um however i do remember the show being uh, a lot better uh than this and um that's why i looked up like the other imdb ratings for the other episodes and i'm like i can't be i'm like w- was i that stupid as a child that i as i was watching it i i just couldn't believe i liked it because it just didn't seem like something i would have been into as right. a kid um and uh, and like dude like i remember i would specifically wake up early uh on saturday mornings to watch eat the cat because i think it aired like at eight in the morning at what yeah. one point it aired pretty it was early, one of the earlier uh, ones the for sure yeah and uh yeah i uh i'm actually though going to say it should be remembered because it is from what i remember feeling that it was a great good cartoon and between that and the IMDb ratings, which I think tell me that I was correct as a child. I'm, I'm going to say remember it. <laughs> Basically, what you're saying is you just don't want to be proved wrong. Got it. So here we go. Well, what I'm saying is uh, start on episode two. Yeah, probably uh, good advice. Here we go. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. So uh, I noticed there's a Eek the Cat Super Nintendo game. Did you ever get a chance to check that out? Yeah. Um, I think it's a platformer. Um, I don't, I've never played it that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just a very generic platformer, though, if I'm not right. mistaken. Uh, just sort of a typical licensed kind of throwaway game. Um, I yeah, certainly don't yeah. remember in the slightest. Uh, I wish I had, wish I had time to stream and play video games. I'd, I would love to at least give it a shot. Um, another thing I didn't know or at least remember about Eek the Cat was that it had its own uh, comic book for a while there. If you're uh, watching on YouTube, you can see a couple of the uh, covers. And I certainly don't remember that showing up in my uh, comic book store because I definitely would have picked it up um, back in the day. And from now on, I'm going to have my eyes peel for Eek the Cat comic because I want some. Yeah, I, I was not aware of that uh, either. And um, um, are you also aware that the, we, there's never been an official DVD release of Eek the Cat because there was a period of time where Walt Disney bought Saban and um, I guess they just had no, and I guess Saban was the owner of Eek the Cat. And so they never, you know, Disney, Disney, Disney decided to Bogart Eek the Cat. Interesting. No, I was not aware of that. I'm kind of surprised because it did have five seasons. Mm-hmm. It ran from 92 to 97, which is unusually long. Mm-hmm run for um kids 90s cartoon in particular so that's kind of surprising that they haven't bothered releasing it because i mean no one really talks about eat the cat now mm-hmm. um but i mean 
it was very I think popular. it's well remembered. I mean, and the only reason why people don't talk about it is because I guess there's, aside from the one episode that, yes, you, listener viewer, can go watch on YouTube, uh, there's really no other way to officially watch Eek the Cat, uh, at least that I know of uh, at the moment. Um, and that's uh, really a shame because it's a, it's a great show. Um, do you remember? Yeah, there's. I'm sorry, um... continue. No, I was just going to say, uh, do you remember when it went over to Extravaganza? Do you remember like the Thunder Lizards and all that? I don't remember that at all. Oh, yeah. Man. It was like the, because um, when it turned to Extravaganza, I feel like maybe they, they shortened the episodes and it was like two 15-minute cartoons together because you would get Eek the Cat first and then the terrible Thunder Lizards and they were dinosaurs and... Um, they were always I remember they were always trying to either fight each other or someone else and then there was only two humans like in the entire show and oh they were always trying to fight the humans that's what they were trying to do you don't remember that at all it was funny I don't no no I don't remember this oh at all. well we might have to throw that on the old list um, but uh yeah well um speaking anything else to uh to mention before we sign off here uh no 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 i think uh i think i covered it pretty well <laughs> you did good job <laughs> give yourself a, a pat on the back there you're you're the eek the cat of podcasting um and uh yeah speaking of eek the cat comics um of course uh if you're a normal listener you know about escape to earth uh my comic book which uh issue one was already uh kickstarted and now we're trying to kickstart uh issue two it's going on till the end of February, and uh, I'm going to run the promo right before we run the outro here. So uh, make sure you join us next Sunday as we continue to unearth even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next time. Bye, everyone. I'm having a weird, weird day. The name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. I ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my blade. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man. I thought you were going to die. Come on, loose. Cut me loose. Behind you. Whoa. Thought I was done for. It was going to be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then she showed up riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. Issue 2, crowdfunding now. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now. 
a podcast that's recorded live to tape and stream to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.